Hey kids, we are terrified of lawyers. This episode is intended for those of legal age and up. Do us a favor and tune in next time, where we will be much less likely to be lawyer chow. Welcome to For What It's Worth, the show where I tell you the important things. For instance, did you know that Canada will take over the world one day? It's true! You've seen how hypnotic how it's made is, right? Soon, the war episode. And now, here are your two hosts, in bed, with a cookie, Rue and Tugs. And welcome to For What It's Worth Season 4, Episode 17. Is that a bolt in your pocket or are you just happy to see me? We'll get into the topic of the guest in a moment, but first, we'll go to Rue for his bright red-faced reaction. The war episode? (laughs) Yeah, how war is made. (laughs) And then right after that, we talk about bulging pockets. Okay! Yay! Yay, this is going to be a great episode, you guys. But before we get into the recap, because today, as the recording is a historic day, I have a bumper just for the moment. So we're celebrating, and the reason why that we're celebrating is because of the the thing that came out with the Supreme Court. Yay! So, so just to let you know, both of us, if you haven't noticed already, both of us are probably, well, we are gay. And so... <laughs> So therefore, I'm probably gay. Um, things like things like that is important to us. Now we don't necessarily talk that much about these certain situations because we kind of keep politics and stuff like that away from you know the show itself. But for just a minute, we wanted to just you know say congratulations. There you go. I'm quite pleased. I'm no longer getting jerked around in my marriage. Yay! No, wait, that's not good. You need, you want to be jerked around in your No, marriage. I want to be jerked off, but not around. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. No, I, can, I have to say... Can that work? I have to say, as someone who was married, then not married, then married again, and possibly not married again, it was extremely frustrating, and I understand the dignity issue more personally than I thought I would. So I'm glad that we have decided that this is how it is. Well, and you and your marriage is no longer in... Question. legal limbo and you don't have to look at the states beforehand and be like oh my god you know how annoying that was is is our marriage going to be applicable here should we travel here or should we not you know right because if i wind up in the hospital god forbid yeah now he can't visit in some states but in other states he could. now everyone is good well there's still more to come on that well i know that it's not all hunky-dory it's pretty much over but it's but it's a it's a good victory, so Yep. I think it's good. Alright, so Rue, what have you been up to? I have been playing Terraria. I don't even know what that is. Terraria is like a form of Minecraft, except it's not dumb. There you go. Is it only on <laughs> Mac? Uh no, no no no. It's on anything. It's on I got actually it on Steam. actually it's not on Mac. Really? Yeah. So, well, <laughs> except it's on your iPhone. You could Download it on your iPhone if you want to. How much was it? Like two bucks. But it really sucks on the iPhone. Don't get it on a phone. Play it on a computer or your PSP or something. So it's it's pretty cool. So it's like 
it's like Minecraft, except 8-bit. Um, not a 3D world, it's a 2D world. So it reminds me a lot of, like, um, you know, the original, like, Final Fantasy and stuff like that. Not not the overhead view, but, you know, the side-scroller. It's a, it's a 2D side-scroller. Yep. So it's actually really fun. So you get to build basically whatever you want, and there's dungeons, bosses, and it's it's a pretty cool game. So if you haven't played Terraria, I highly recommend it. And they didn't pay me to say that. What else are you doing, Mr. Ads? I'm also moving. It's boring. So that's pretty much it. So what have you been up to, Tugs? Uh, I picked up a PS4 last weekend when I learned that my laptop was going to be out of commission for a long time. So you finally gave in to the PlayStation 4. I didn't go pay 400 bucks for it. You think I'm going to do that? So I'm going to borrow your button. I hope you don't mind. Okay, so you played the button on yourself this time. I did. I see. I did. Okay, so I, I bought it for. Uh, I, I managed to work a deal through KSO Classifieds, and I got it for a buck twenty-five. It was pretty good. A dollar twenty-five. A hundred twenty-five. Okay, a hundred twenty-five. Okay, there you go. Yeah. So, so what did so, you think? Uh, well, there's not much out for it, honestly, that I'd play. But the little bits I have, I enjoy. Okay, uh, so it's good. I would highly recommend you picking up Shadow of Mordor. Um, that's a good game. It's terrible, on. and I probably won't. Honestly, well, it's I don't a, do Lord of the Rings games. Okay, well, it's you like know Assassin's Creed, oh, except Lord of the Rings version. Especially no, no. Uh-huh. Assassin's Creed used to be really good, and then they annualized it, and it's pretty terrible. So why did you break down and finally get the next gen? What is it? What game? Are you I like? wanted to play fourteen. Okay, so you wanted to play Final Fantasy fourteen on yeah. it. Yeah, and it looks amazing. Anything else? Uh, well, eventually Kingdom Hearts. Okay, so Kingdom Hearts three. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, other news is I'm leaving town. I'll be out of town when this is released. I'll have taken care of that before I left. And I'll be blowing up a piece of America, so... America? America. Where are you going? Colorado? No, no. I'm going to see Adel. Oh, He's awesome. a good guy. I love Adel. Yeah, Adel. Yeah. Going to, going to Adel at the sea? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So as soon as I get about 10% more volume on that soundboard... Hint, hint. Um, I will push this button for the next thing. Awesome. Uh, you're the one changing your own volume there, buddy. Well, you adjusted it a second. Ago. No, I didn't. All right. oh. Arguing on the show. Hold Yay. On. We're going to adjust you if you don't be quiet. He's only half eight. It's Ruse Cookie time. He you says know, cookie so weird. You know, I've always wondered why he refers to me as half baked. Have you ever thought about that? Uh, is, am I like half cookie, you know, half dough? Is there, it's like, between? Okay, anyways. Mm. Oh, I'm sorry, I was drinking something. That's okay. So, the fortune reads, keep this coupon. 8-6-0-0-5-3 in bed with a cookie. Wow. Staples! Okay, actually, let me read this. Um, careful who you hug. You don't know what they've done in those clothes. In bed with a cookie. Good fortune. We're yeah. proud of you. You're welcome. <laughs> Anyways, let's get to... Okay. And welcome back. Welcome I back, hope America. that you had enough time to 
to do what you need to do to be back with us. Basically what happened is everyone who's listening to this and who is not uh, disobeying our request, not honoring our request is probably a better way to say it, that are not honoring our request to be adults and listen to this episode, they've all removed their pants and are sitting there cock in hand, ready for this episode. Are we going to just completely go unfiltered? Completely? No, no. Why the fuck not? Rue, you're the one with your pants off. Well, you know, it's hot in here. You have to take off your clothes. It is you know stinking that? hot in the studio. <sighs> My living room is the studio. All right. Well, we've heard our guest. So he's been on before. You might recognize his voice. And if you haven't figured it out by now, he's going to tell you who he is. Who are you, guest? I'm Yuryu. You know, I've been on several episodes already. Only one with tugs. Yuryu. You know. Yuryu. We like giggity, to make our giggity, 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 giggity. Let's have sex, right? Apparently. Right? You know. <laughs> If Rue says it, it must be true, you're right? The, you're the quagmire of the fandom. <laughs> I don't think I hold that title. All you I'm need pretty to do. sure he doesn't hold that title. No, he doesn't. <laughs> he has an acquired um, number of diseases. I would say local fandom, but not even that. Mm-hmm. Well, his last appearance was on the Therian slash Otherkin episode. We did a double topic episode. It was a yes. good episode. Very popular. It was an amazing episode. And he's all. he was also on here. With his mother. Yep, he was breastfeeding and everything. Yeah. You weren't there. You don't know. I work for the show. I know all. Of course, you, you know, Rue was there, so you probably got it from him. Rue was also breastfeeding on Ale's mom. Ew! <laughs> no! You cannot say that! Ew! I just did. No! Oh, man, I laughed so hard I got dizzy. That's horrible. Why was it not very good? You know, Did it I, taste really, kind of I really liked his mom. Did it taste good? Well, he liked her. You're horrible. <laughs> Let's talk about what this show is about. All right. Well, wait, wait. We've got to finish introducing him. So refresh so, everyone what you are. Uh, I am a large black dragon. So, you know, I'll eat you because you're tasty. Is that what you are today? Or... Well, technically, that's what I always am. (laughs) (laughs) But you have other characters, correct? Yeah, I have a whole bunch of different forms. I'm a shapeshifter like that. That's cool. But your default form is dragon. Yes. So what other forms do you have, then? I have a tiny form. It's basically the same thing, but only six inches tall. It's really cute. Uh, I have a wolf dragon form. I have an otter dragon form. And I have a basic tundra wolf that's not really a form, it's another character. He's cute. How many cons have you been to? I lost count. <laughs> good. Good, it's a good way to lose weight. Lose count. <laughs> all right. And the biggest question of all is, do you like mer suits? Um, I think that's why I'm a guest. I, I, I was very unclear about that point, unless I was supposed to be arguing against them or something. <laughs> Yes, you came here because we wanted you to argue against fursuits. I mean, mersuits. Makes sense. What are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, this is not just like a... We need to get... Together. Well, then why don't you start reading that email? Okay, I will. So <laughs> This is going to be so much fun. I am excited. We all know how good Rue is at reading emails. Oh! Oh, oh you're horrible! <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Colofado was born because I was reading emails. So there you go. Well, that's just an example of how bad you are at it. Ah. <sighs> 
I might cry at the end of this episode. Actually, to be fair, it's a completely different side note. I saw a font that simulates dyslexia. Holy crap, is that a hard font to read. So, now presenting a reading in dyslexia, Rue. I probably could read it. If... Okay, anywho. So, when I heard... Oh, by the way, this is from Spark. Um, when I heard that you were going to talk about mersuits, I knew I had to write. I find mersuits to be highly erotic. The fantasy of the people involved acting as anthro characters spices up normal, boring porn. I, however, hope that anyone that has a mersuit uses them for... Oh, sorry. Has a mersuit only uses them for such activities and not to have their public fursuit... um, Double as a mersuit. Keep on mersuiting, Spark. I think every sentence in that email said mersuit. <laughs> well, can you blame him? No, I can't. <laughs> he must have been really excited to write about mersuits. It's okay. I can actually, you, can you blame him about that? I mean, I would be too, but I'm here, so I don't have to. I do know someone that has two of the same fursuit, one for naughty and one for nice. And you they don't cross them. I think that's really, really good. I know, I know that some people have... Um, have like a partial and they only do stuff in that and then they have like a that's cheating why is that cheating i don't know let's ask our guest first off define what a mersuit is a mersuit is simply a fursuit with strategically placed holes so you can have sex in it do you have to have sex or can you just pleasure yourself is there is there a different word if it's for solo well, that's just still a mersuit. I mean, come on. Solo is just having sex with someone you love. <laughs> that's assuming you love yourself. Well, I would hope you do if you're having sex with yourself. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Where is, is great. this episode going? Why a mersuit? Well, because, like Spark said, they're extremely sexy. I mean... It's a lot of fun being able to put, portray a different character. It comes down to the same thing as, oh, why do you RP as a nurse? Or, oh, why do you do the daddy-daughter RP when you're having sex? It's because of the fantasy. Fair enough. What got you into Mersuits, though? Well, if you listen to the, other, the previous episode I was in, that's part of my thing. Is It's a way to extend myself into that frame of mind. Okay, so in other words, like with your 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 you fursuit that you have, um, which I don't know if you, if whether or not that he well ask. is oh <laughs> is your you a mersuit? Your uh, you is a partial, so technically yes, he could be used for sexual things. Okay, I forgot what my question was now. <laughs> it was something about um, you're you and okay. Oh, um, yeah, your dragon form. So you feel like that you you grow closer to your persona when you do that. Yeah, I mean, it's just I'm able to have sex as myself, essentially. So what about those that aren't in that school of thought, though? It's a separate character form. It's not the themselves. Well, then it just go, again comes down to the role play. Okay. They like to play their character, and why not play the character in sexual situations as well? Well, and to some people, isn't it just like a a sex toy? Essentially. <gasps> yeah, really. We should do an episode how... just about sex toys. There are so many. Yeah. Anyways, we all know you love you sex would know. toys. <laughs> yeah. How many sex toys do you have, Ruth? I have a whole. Um, Yes, you do have a hole. 
Yeah, I do have a hole. <laughs> You're a fox. I am a fox. So are you. You, you have a couple holes. This isn't about me. This is about you. So why, so why did you think that there are so much attention being given to mersuits? Or do you think that there isn't attention given to them at all? Uh, I think there's plenty of attention given to them. I mean, almost everybody, whether they'll admit it or not, who has a fursuit, uses it for sex in some way. <laughs> People don't like to talk about it, but it's true. Because it's a, it's a taboo topic. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of people that out there want, want to make sure that the, and, and it's not fair to say that everybody does it. It's a high number. Like, I mean, you listen to the statistics, oh, maybe 10% of furries own a fursuit and only maybe 10% of those will use it for sex. No, it's probably closer to 80% will use their fursuit for sex. They just won't admit it. He's got a point. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I see a lot of fursuits around that are supposedly innocent. I've seen pictures. <laughs> what do you think, Tux? I think you should ask the next question. Okay. So, um, do you have a mersuit? Which we already established that you kind of do. Do you have other mersuits? You have multiple. Uh, not at the moment. I actually have one commissioned to be made next month. So that'll be exciting. Share details. We want. Is a secret. It's it's my otter dragon form. That's kind of why he exists. Is is specifically to be made into a mersuit. So when you make a mersuit, like, is there? I mean, is there something different that that you have to do to commission the first suit itself? It depends on your maker and what fe- kind of features you actually want. Most makers won't actually do any kind of features. I have a short list of them that will do it. Uh, So what makers will? Let's just throw them out. um, I'm not going to discuss that on the air. If you want to find out, you can message me privately. Are some people private about the fact that they make them? Yeah. Ah, okay. Pretty Mm -hmm. much all of the people I have on my list don't publicize that they make them. Okay. Um, How about, do you know of some makers that are okay with their name being out there that they do that. Are there some that are well-known for being yeah. makers? Well, there's Noble Wolf. That's pretty much all he does these days because everyone goes to him because they're the one. he's the one that they know about. So uh, so what's the price differential between a regular fursuit and a mersuit? In my experience, there may be $500 more depending on the maker. Uh, you know, It comes down to things like, oh, do you want extra zippers? Though? That's a little bit of extra work. Do you want an actual sheath attached? That's more work. So it's going to be these, it's just going to be little things that add into it. It's also the seams. Yeah. Like when I was doing stuff like that, um, I would have to like triple and like quadruple the, the, the seams and the stitching on there to really reinforce, especially, you know, around the crotch and the legs. Yeah. I mean, it's really not that much more expensive. So you're saying you'd have seamception? <laughs> Tugs, that was a bad joke. Give yourself like a bad joke, like sound effect or something. <laughs> okay, hold on. Seamception. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, okay, you win. You win that one. So let's go back to the topic a little bit more. So what? What? Is your real interest in it? Like, so you talked a little bit about the, it puts yourself into the character, but 
I mean, explain a little bit more about the sexual pill behind it. What is... Like, like what kind of mentality shift are we seeing here? Not just, I'm feeling more at one with myself, but, like, you have to have some kind of a rush or something as you do it, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, for me, depending on what, what character... I've been in a couple of different suits before. Uh, depending on the suit I'm in, it can actually change how I am sexually. Uh, I've been in one that made me even subbier than I normally am. And I've been in one that made me a more dominant, so it can really change how you are in the bedroom. Okay, that's interesting. And did you learn all this from CSI? No, <laughs> I, I, I've actually learned from experience. I, I've been in a couple different mer suits before. How do you? How do you just? I don't even know how you have a. Call. Okay, can I borrow your mer suit? Like, how does that even happen? Uh, both of them, in both instances, uh, we used to have some local fetish parties, and in both cases, they were brought to the fetish parties for people to try out. Oh, okay. So they're like, so is there a concept of a slut mercy where like multiple people have sex in it? Uh, kind of. I mean, it depends on the. Of course, it's always going to depend on the owners and whatnot. But I mean, I'm sure a lot of people are aware of Rubber Asylum's Pop. Oh yeah. A lot of I'm sure a lot of people have been in that. Do they? Do you know if there's like extra washing going on between you? I would hope so. Uh, what I know of Rubber Asylum, probably not. Wow. Uh, he wow. likes he he likes it to be a little bit stinkier. Yeah. Oh my gosh. At least that's what I've heard from various sources. Yeah, I I would actually agree with you on that because I've I've actually heard of somebody selling football equipment to Rubber Asylum. Asylum, and they wanted to make sure that it came to them used. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Tugs, what is with that face? <laughs> Ew. Ew. If you're into it, great. I'm a big fan of soap. <laughs> love soap. I love soap on my clothes. You, you I love know. soap in the shower. I love soap. You know, it, we should talk about stinky fur sometime. There are people that are into that. Interesting fact. Used shoes are huge on eBay. Oh, yeah. Just saying. I know of a couple furs into that. <sighs> this button is not is getting moved. <laughs> you know, the skunk, um, usually skunk furries. I mean, not all of them. Please don't come with hate mail with me. Not all of them. But most skunk furries are into smell. I don't know of any. So that's interesting fact. I know of someone who's into some intense smells. Yeah, me too. Not a skunk, though. Hmm. Sidetrack. Yeah, completely sidetrack. So. so so let's talk about the kinks that you add to Mercy. So Mercy in itself is a kink, right? Oh, yeah. So what else have you seen mixed up with it? Uh, personally, I've done sounding with it. Define sounding for people who don't know. I, I, okay, I have to be honest with you. So I know what sounding is, obviously. I've been around the internet. Until about five years ago, I thought it was like like using a dowsing rod or something. Like People were getting off to like you know that or hitting rocks and listening for the sounds that came back. <laughs> because in a book I read, which I'm actually rereading at the moment, um, they call it sounding where they will use tones to see if there's like fissures and rocks and stuff. And so I was like, what? Like, so how is that sexy? Like, I guess it could be sexy, but I don't know how. Okay, basically, sounding is when you take a long, thin instrument of some kind, usually a metal rod, I have a silicone sound, and you put it into your penis. Your Why? <laughs> now, what is the appeal of this? 
as a, as a brief aside? Like, does it just feel good? It feels amazing. I feel like that's a one-way street. <laughs> what? I feel like things go one way with my urethra. Oh, no. and they don't in your butt? That We're not talking about my butt. We're talking about <laughs> my penis. And it's a one-way street. Well, you don't know I'm until you've you have actually tried street. it. You have a much it's... wider, open-minded penis. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh, this episode. Okay, so... Um, we can well, push the button again. What, what other... No, please. <laughs> what other kinks like have you mixed up in with diversity? Uh, bondage is a common one. Um, also any, getting like locked. Locked. My, my otter is going to have a lock. Okay, stop. Tugs. <laughs> you need, Tugs. We need to take that button away from I'm going to take, I cleared the button. You know, I am sure that this is making it extremely hard for people to masturbate to this episode. They're probably <laughs> sitting in their car with the bass way up. <laughs> their whole car's like, Bwah! and their car acts like a vibrator. <laughs> So, um, where do you get um, your Mersuit on? Like, where do you get your freak on with it? Yeah. Uh, I've only had the opportunity to do it at the parties and at a con. So, you know, those are going to be the typical places. But, you know, depending on where you live and who you live with, at home, easily. You know. So, in saying that, when is it appropriate and when is it not appropriate I'm of the opinion that if you're at something that's more adult-oriented, even a con, which you might say, okay, there's some kids about, but generally everyone's an adult, that's okay. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was at a parade, and that would not have been a good place for it, because, you know, there's kids everywhere, and don't wear it to places like that. Like, you know, a con, sure. I would say anywhere in public, you know, if, if you have your sheath dangling out. Like, <laughs> well, if, if you have things dangling saying. out. Rue, you should so, never walk around with things dangling out of your pants. Okay, well, you know, I'm just oh, I'm just pointing out. That's probably the so, best advice ever. So that's good for people to know. So what do mercers usually do to cover those particular areas up? Well, there are a few options I know of. Uh, one I've heard of is that they actually just cut the suit, the seam each time and then re-sew it up. Are you serious? Are you serious? I've heard of someone doing that. that and, and, and no one got time for that. Yeah, that's my opinion on it. Uh, some will have zippers, and I'm, my otter is going to have the sheath and the balls, and he's going to have a zipper that will cover it up. You know how easy it is to install a zipper? Very. I mean, I know it's very difficult, uh-uh, too, but... Uh-uh, no, no, I'm taking a shoe. <laughs> You'd ever have some kind of protection against your dick if it's yeah. going through a sheath. And I'm assuming that, that labias have the same problem, but less so. No skin should be touching zipper teeth. Right. <laughs> I, I have done that. It is not pleasant. Oh, I almost hit the button. I wanted to so much. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but mostly you'll see uh, you know, fursuits wearing boxer shorts or underwear. My otter's going to wear a swimsuit. So are you saying that everyone that wears underwear on the outside of their fursuit is a mersuiter? Probably not, but you can probably guess that they might be, and there's a good chance they are. Stop it! (laughs) I think that this will be the first episode that I will ban your soundboard. (laughs) (laughs) But it makes it sound so much more dramatic when he reveals a good piece of information. 
<laughs> that's that's the more you know one. The no, more, that's happy. The more this is more like sin. <laughs> this is a very sinful episode, Rue. I'm an innocent fox here. I don't, you know. Bullshit. We all know otherwise. Uh, I'm innocent. So I have evidence. I don't get involved in this type of stuff. So you're of the opinion <laughs> that most people have a fursuit, have mursuit time with it. I think so. Even even just like the little curiosity is what you're counting on there to like, I wonder what it'd be like. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, most people are curious about it at the very least. I'm sure there's some people out there who have no curiosity about it at all and aren't going to try it, but there's well, a lot that, you know, just don't admit it. Well, what do you think about what Uncle Kage says about, what you know, he what, he, what he answers to the media? What does he say? Uh, he talks about, he always, like, whenever somebody asks him, like, from the media and says, um, do you guys have sex in those things? And he always answers, could you imagine trying to have sex in one of those things? It's probably so hot. It's like a carpet that's, like, on top of you. And then he leaves it at that. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't answer the question. He just... Well, it is an accurate statement to say that it's hot. I mean, you know, it's a fursuit. But at the same time, it is amazing. So that is a good question, though. How do you deal with the heat? I mean, you're, you're, if you're doing something to, I mean, if you're okay, if you're sticking your penis into somebody, there you go. I'm being very, very graphic. <laughs> Can I push the button now? <laughs> no. It's gonna. You're going to heat up. Like, what do you do? Do you do anything different? Um. You know, to prepare for that particular heat, you know, with the, you know, blood pumping. and <laughs> Most people I know of don't do anything spe specifically different. I mean, you know, they'll wander around the con floor and find someone and go to their room. You know, they haven't really taken any different precautions for the, to manage the heat. They're just used to it at this point. It's an endurance thing. Exactly. Really, you should all know about, you should already know about enduring the heat. You're a fursuiter. Actually, that's a perfect time because we're basically done with all the questions we've written for the first segment. So now it's your turn to ask your questions for the next two minutes since we have a little time. What? <laughs> what? Yeah, it's. it's no! So, Rue, have you had sex in a fursuit? I, this is how I see things in life. You never know until you try it. But at the same time, there's certain things that you don't want to try. Like, I, I personally say stay away from drugs. You know, you, you know, I'm not going of that mentality. But, you know, if you, you can't say I don't like sounding like Mr. Tugs over here I have until just... you have actually tried it. So once you've tried it, then you can have the opinion, ooh, that's yucky, or ooh, that's terrible. Excuse me, madam. I refuse to be pigeonholed into what you're trying to paint me as, because that is not what I said. I said it is not for me. That is a different thing than I'm not into it. I'm saying, you can, you can do it, and that's cool. I don't participate in that. Okay. Madam. <laughs> madam. Okay, there you go. There is Rue's confession. Okay, last question. What? Would you again? Yes. Blah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's go to break then. We've got some space news. We've got a brand new ad from our old-time archive that we just discovered. 
and we will be back. Bye. <laughs> no! Stop it! <laughs> Hey, Fuzzbutts! For what it's worth is coming up on its end-of-season episode, which means it's time to start thinking about your favorite moments of the season. Send us your favorite moments before July 31st, 2015, and we'll read your favorites on the air. Be it happy, sad, personal emotional moment, or that moment where you nearly hit a tree, we want to know what your favorites are. To get in on the action, just send your email to cast at forwhatitsworth.com. We'll see you at the end of the season. Hailing frequencies open, Smokescale Aquatus here with another round of news for you. As of July 1st, here are your space headlines. Okay, so really we're going to be talking about a single thing since there's been one really major thing. I'll have you know a couple of tiny things to, to get us into it, but one really big thing. Uh, NASA has started trying to commission people to build a new class of rockets, specifically to launch CubeSats into orbit. These are going to be smaller, more compact rockets, and they're going to cost a lot less, and they're only going to be able to carry about two CubeSats each. But that's really cool. They're going to keep going with the CubeSat front. I really hope to see what they're going to do with that, because they're talking about CubeSats being interplanetary probes with the success of uh, uh, Solar Sail 1. New Horizons is closing in on its approach to uh, Pluto about 14 days away. It's going to be July 14th when it actually arrives, and we're going to get some pretty amazing images of both Pluto, its moon Charon, and a few other bodies in the area, because it looks like Pluto may actually have a couple of other moons. We've already got some interesting photos of Pluto as it approaches, but nothing terribly detailed, but certainly far better than anything we've had in the past. Keep your eyes and ears out for any news related to Pluto in the next couple of weeks. Alright, now to the real meat of this particular episode. I want to discuss what happened with SpaceX over the weekend. This past Sunday, June 28th, SpaceX launched a Dragon resupply vehicle to the ISS, but two minutes after it launched, two minutes into flight, it uh, apparently disintegrated. Uh, they don't really know exactly what happened just yet, they're still performing their investigation, but the suspected culprit is what they're calling an overpressure event in the upper stage, specifically in the liquid oxygen tank. And what that means is they believe something inside the tank ignited and caused the gas to expand and, and basically rupture the tank. Um, what happened after that, the entire first stage broke up and after that, well, from there, it's, the entire vehicle was just lost. Uh, all the cargo was lost as well. NASA says that the ISS is still healthy, it's still in good shape as far as supplies, However, they are going to need to reevaluate the consumption of those supplies since this is the third failure of a resupply vehicle in the last eight months. They do build into the commercial resupply contract and program uh, room for loss of vehicle, you know, a couple of them at least, but they were not expecting to lose three in the span of a year. This is, this is kind of unprecedented. unprecedented. The first one was the Orbital Science one that blew up shortly after it lifted off the pad. Uh, the second was the progress resupply vehicle that uh, did not separate cleanly from the third stage, lost attitude control, was not recoverable and re-entered, and now we have the Dragon. There is a progress resupply vehicle getting ready to launch this Friday, that will be uh, July 3rd, 
it's going to, to carry supplies to the ISS, and it's uh, it's flying an older version of the upper stage, so they should, they believe that whatever problem it was that uh, occurred with the previous one has been eliminated by going back to the, the older version while they correct what was wrong with the newer version. I'm, I'm really hoping that that one works out as well, because they, they need a win. We all need a win in this column. The FAA, the Federal Aeronautics Agency, is classifying this as a mishap, meaning they're allowing SpaceX to perform the investigation as SpaceX feels it should be carried out, rather than the FAA dictating how they believe it should be performed. I believe if there were loss of life, then the FAA would have stepped in and, and taken over. Um, all Falcon 9s are grounded currently, pending the results of the investigation, and they come up with a solution to the fault. That means that satellites that were uh, slated to go up are going to be grounded, uh, any further Dragon resupplies grounded, and of course they couldn't rescue the, the first stage like they had been hoping because it simply disintegrated in flight. A good deal of hardware, research, and consumables were lost, including a number of student experiments that were destroyed in the orbital science failure and rebuilt, so this is the second time they tried to build those experiments and get them to the ISS, and they failed, they were simply destroyed. So it's it's been a rough few months in space. I'm I'm hoping that we can uh, we can recover from this pretty quickly because we we really do need a win. Never let it be said that space is easy. We get into this comfort zone thinking that oh flying into space is routine. It's it's anything but. It is the single most complicated and challenging endeavor humans will ever ever be able to accomplish, at least at our current level of technology. Maybe in the future we'll get easier, but right now it's the most dangerous thing, most complicated thing we can do. Well, that's all we've got for you this time. For more information on space and space-related matters, follow NASA, SpaceX, Orbital Science, Roscosmos, and other related agencies on Twitter, Facebook, and other social media. Until next time, this is Smokescale Aquata saying, keep looking up, space fans. social media. Twitter, Facebook, and Google Plus information is on the For What It's Worth website. You're listening to For What It's Worth, brought to you by For What It's Worth Detergent. When you're about to launder your wardrobe, think For What It's Worth. Our patented fur-friendly formula is guaranteed to get out even the most unsightly stains and odors. And it's specially designed to be kind to delicate skin, even after prolonged abrasion. Have a pet who's been naughty? Just use For What It's Worth brand detergent on the rug. You'll never know where Fido did his business. Remember, if your clothes aren't the freshest, reach for For What It's Worth detergent. Ask your druggist to carry it today. Hi, I'm Margaret Cho. I am not going to shit my pants today. I'm going to listen to For What It's Worth. And welcome back, everyone. I Hello, hope America. that you had fun. Um, you certainly had a good porn break. People having porn breaks. Well, we did. Ah, that would be that would be like really quick. Like I don't know how you could get off that fast. He says you're getting off. 
don't know. Sometimes, sometimes it has to be a quick break. Yeah, sometimes it's just a nice walk through the park. You kind of stop, look around, admire the trees, enjoy the softness of the world around you, and then you go on another hard walk. Like, what's wrong with this? <laughs> and you know, Rue, this is recorded. People can pause it. No, this is life. <laughs> this is life. Well, what I do know, here's what I do know. I know that Rue is supposed to be reading Leo's email. Oh, I am? Yeah. Ah, well, you know, Leo, we lost your email. <laughs> no, we didn't, you complete ass. I'm sorry, you know. Well, just... what do you expect from Rue? He just left. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Koru. Maybe he went to find the email. He did. He's off finding the email. Leo, the lion is a key. Okay. Leo. This is what Leo had to say. Hello, lovely Casta, for what it's worth. It's Leo. Hearing that Mersuits reminded me of that damn CSI episode causing the whole sexual stereotype of the fandom. Mersuits get a whole um, immersion Mm -hmm. of your Sona from your head A to head D. I have no problem with anyone that has one as long as it stays in bed. Or they did one hell of a cleanup job afterward. I, and probably the public, don't want to see any furry, I mean, any furs junk hanging out and attachments popping out. Damn, I hate when those attachments download automatically. Oh my gosh. I've heard stories of a dancing fur or whatever, dancing, dancing and during a dance competition, and then all of a sudden his. Yeah. That's really? why I'm going to yeah, have two levels out. of protection for that. Yeah. That was. Yeah, that was horrible. Anyways, um, I have heard a couple of stories of people that do stuff like that in their suit and never clean up afterwards. It gives me a small delay in hugging a fursuiter. But but long as they keep all the hatches closed with no chances of opening by accident, cleaned up and sterilized with Lysol, I have no problem with it. All you guys excited uh, are you guys excited to see Zootopia? No. I am. So excited, but I was excited before the hype. So Meh. Therefore, I'm. Furries have ruined everything for me. I know a little group, uh, my little group, are sh- are totally stroked for. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Yeah, and once again, we have another Rue fail. Uh, <laughs> Don't worry, that... you might get stroked up for the show. <laughs> <laughs> I know my little group um, are totally stoked for it. And looks like Disney is at it again, making a whole new generation of furries. Well, I will talk to you guys later. Serious, um, seriously, wow. Sincerely, Leo, the artist. What's up with Brenda? Seriously. Yes, <laughs> pause. We know how you, you feel about pause. Um, and tails bursting from pants. I know, like Rue, it's your right to, to comment on the email first. So what are your thoughts? Um, well, I agree with keeping, uh, personally, when you're fursuiting, you are 
being your character. And just like in public, um, when you walk around, you're being yourself. Your bedroom self and um, your regular furry self is, um, well, sorry, that, that got all screwed up. I, what I'm trying to say is yourself is, and how you act in public is different than how you act in the bedroom. And same exact thing with fursuits. When you're in public in fursuit, you can act one way. And you there's certain standard that you need to be able to keep in order to be publicly accepted. And, um, which believe it or not, anywho, anywho. So, but <laughs> in the in sexual nature of things, in the bedroom, um, there's a certain expectation there. One of the expectations that I feel really strong about is that I agree with Leo. Keep it clean. You know, clean it up. Nobody wants to smell spunk on you. Nobody wants to come and hug you and be like, ew, why are you sticky? You know, nobody <laughs> wants that. Nobody. So Root, root, don't generalize like that. You know someone wants that. <laughs> let me, let me, let me, I couldn't think of at least two people. <laughs> I'm going to explode if I don't get to say my point. Okay, go. I think you're wrong. That's fine. If I came up to you, you don't know me, and I'm a, and I walk up to you across that big space at BLFC, and I hand you a dildo, and I say, "I've only jacked off onto this, but I've cleaned it really good." Do you really want to hold that dildo? Nope. Then why is it okay that you should just be able to put Lysol on a fursuit that has been used for sex, and then go around and hug people? I don't think that's okay. If you're going to have a mer suit, especially you know, and some people like to get really moist and wet and juices everywhere and it's just how it is for some people that's great even if you put it through the wash it's just like a dildo i don't want to touch your used sex toys i'm not your partner i don't know what you have and some things don't get washed away you can have you know you get crevices dildos and toys and everything they're not perfectly glass smooth with no things to get caught in you know on a molecular level there's a chance that some kind of friend might be hanging out on there no matter how much they cleaned it and you could get sick but on the general health level, there's a reason why you don't get to return toys to the to the sex shop when you buy them. They're done. And it should be, I think, the same way for mer suits. Don't don't go around handing people your used sex toys, even in a hug. <laughs> All right, anyways, that's my so, opinion. So, I, I, you know, I definitely respect that that point of view. And, and overall, I do agree. A lot of people would be horrified to think that these... You know, these people that are in suit that have just had sex is then going around um, hugging little children. Even if I had spooched on the dildo 10 years ago and handed it to you, would you still want to touch it? Well, no, that's the valid question. It, you know, it it just depends. <laughs> just <kidding. laughs> Let's See, ask our guest. <laughs> See, you're coming into the same kind of thing as everyone else who has a, the same problem where you're seeing it strictly as a sex toy. Well, but ultimately, you have to separate it some though. A fursuit is just an article of clothing, right? And going back to the fortune that Rue read, well, people have sex in their clothes all the time. Should they not wear those same clothes out in public afterwards? There is always that going is to be, an amazing point. There's always going to be a gray area. The difference between your argument, though, and what the argument I'm making is. If you have a fursuit commissioned explicitly to get off for, it's not like you're reappropriating a general article of clothing that you just happen to get freaky in. There, there's a difference in purpose there. And most of the time, 
most people are not going to get off in the same sort of clothes and not wash them before they go back out again. Whereas the the mersuit, if it's if it's commissioned as a mersuit, you bought it for sex. Like, what else is there? But you know, you defeat the whole point there because you say, well, people won't wa- go out with clothes without washing them first. Well, a lot of people won't go out in the mersuit again without washing it. Right, but the difference again is the intent of the na- the fundamental nature of what the object is. My but shirt is have, not a can, sex toy. It can have multiple functions. It's true. It's true. This is an interesting argument. Keep at it, guys. <laughs> he's like, I don't have to have the shirt. See, I happen to know something about Rue and something he's done with something that wasn't intended for that purpose. Should he not, you know, do anything with that item anymore? Ever again? I don't know. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, that Venus flytrap dildo that he sticks it in? <laughs> what? He goes, ow. I'm innocent. I don't do any naughty stuff. The, the amount of porn of you that I've seen begs to differ. There's always going to be a gray area. I just feel like if, if you buy something that is clearly originally intended for getting off on, you should treat it differently than something you happen to get off on that wasn't designed for that original. And that's why I say, you know, there are some locations where, yeah, you shouldn't wear it, but others, yeah, I'm totally fine with. Like, if I'm at a furry con, I don't have a problem with it because I know that, you know, just about everybody else is doing the same thing. And everybody knows that, whether they want to admit it or not. I'm not going to hug for suitors anymore. <laughs> well, it's just, it's just like, look, I, I, I prefer getting, I like getting the cool whip on me. That's cool. <laughs> I also realize that when I'm done, I don't want the cool whip on me anymore. Yeah, but like, if there's, I wouldn't wear it to like a park or anything like that. Because, you know, that's just stupid. So wait, what about Murph suits that you, you close the hatches on and then you go out to the park later and there are kids there? How do you feel? Is that different? Only slightly. I'd, I still wouldn't do it personally. Okay. Fair enough. Good. Protect the children. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, I'm of the opinion that, you know, in an adult situation where, you know, adult things are happening no matter what, whether you want to right. acknowledge them or not, it's fine. Fundamental but, nature there is different. Yeah. Now. I mean, so like I say, at a con, you know, adult things are happening. You're okay with it. It's no big deal there. So, okay. It's, it's okay there. But to go to a park, yeah, it's not appropriate. All right. Well, let's move forward then. We have an email from Lyric, the Green Raccoon, who says, Hi, guys. Lazy, crazy, green raccoon and crazy ABU warehouse manager at the Padding Goodness and Fun Babfur here, out of breath. After seeing the topic as suits, I felt like I could add something to the conversation. This isn't because I own one, but because I totally would consider owning one. When I first joined the fandom in 09, I knew the existence of suits, but I had no um, opinion towards them. I was open to new things and eager to learn, and Mersuit sounded hot. Not hot, like physically hot. No, not attractively hot. I'm talking excessive heat, intense volcano, dying a fire, hot. See, I enjoy the finer things in life, and when things get fun, it can be a warm experience. I can imagine wearing a Mersuit while doing it and surviving till the end. For those who do this, I'm actually jealous. This raccoon would easily pass out from heat stroke, and that would just be a dramatic experience for all involved in that trip to the hospital. I mean, no one wants a whiny raccoon. Just ask me when I'm hungry. Oh, hangry. Sorry. In all seriousness, I believe there's nothing wrong with finding sexual stimulation with a costume that symbolizes your character slash animal. There are many elements to immersive action that can be very stimulating and memorable. We often spend our days lost in video games and other worlds wearing costumes to be somebody or something else for a while, and it has its own escape. I encourage this behavior and believe it can reduce anxiety, depression, and spice up action in the bedroom or hotel room as it often seems mersuits get pulled out in con hotel rooms. As for the suits themselves, those that are really into the mersuit side tend to have a cleanliness etiquette. 
They own more than one suit, replica, and wash the mer suits after use. They don't wear mer suits publicly and save a clean suit for suiting around the hotel in a public space. I don't think it's wrong to wear a mer suit out with shorts over the suit if you can't afford multiple suits since they're expensive, but it would better be washed. With that said, I have only experienced fun with someone in a mer suit once, and I love the experience, and I'd totally do it again. This opinion is brought to you by the Crazy Green Raccoon, where all shenanigans should be blamed. Until the next time, play with laser guns and pat up Lyric. Yay, Lyric! Uh, I agree. Next, Rue, opinion. I agree. Next. Yes, opinion. <laughs> well, I agree. Um, honestly, my otter is only going to have the one body, even though I could easily afford two bodies for him. I actually considered the double body for him at one point, but then I figured that, hey, the character really only exists for this purpose, and so anytime I'm wearing him, I'm looking, and I don't want to have to worry about changing bodies just to be able to do it. That just is the weirdest phrase I've ever heard. Changing, when I'm changing bodies. <laughs> I don't want to have to go and change my body just so I can, you know, have sex. You know, we talk about changing bodies. We talk about taking off people's heads. I know. I'm just, know. It's just the phrase, changing bodies. I, like, to hear that in natural conversation versus a movie trailer is a little different. It strikes you a little different. <laughs> Yeah, I, I actually decided against the double body for that reason. And, you know, he most of the time he's only going to come out, you know, in my bedroom or at, at kinky parties or at a con. And that's the only times he'll be coming out. In your use. So there's no reason to have a second body for me. Will he be coming in as well? <laughs> Probably. Okay, good. <laughs> so how do most readers compare to plushophiles? That is a good question. Uh, I'm not actually into plush myself. But you can see there's so, obviously well, some yeah. similarities. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not. I mean, I'm sure a lot of the st- people who don't wear them but want to have sex with them probably have the same kind of thing going on in their head. You know, it's a soft, cuddly thing that you can have sex with, and who wouldn't want that? Uh, ultimately, there's definitely crossover. I'm not entirely sure how, because again, plush isn't my thing. So I can't really speak to that side. So if there was a plush, like, you know how they make those big uh, inflatables that yeah. are life-size? What if they made a plush that big? Would you reconsider your stance? It's, it's not really about the even size. If it, even if it was anatomically correct. <laughs> There's got to so be So it was a great big, huge <laughs> dragon. With a big dragon penis. Or with a big <laughs> dragon hole. You wouldn't do anything with it. Yeah, it's dragon. not really my thing. All right. All yeah. right, fair enough good to know so um do you see do you foresee fursuiters um staying taboo or mersuiters staying taboo in the future uh, probably i mean it's at the point where everybody ex- knows they're there no- knows how common they actually are but nobody wants to admit it and i don't think anyone's ever going to want to admit it because we have to have that clean public image that everyone knows is bullshit to some extent, anyway. Well, I think it's an inherent challenge with a lifestyle type <laughs> fandom. Now, not everyone, we've had the lifestyle versus hobbyist debate. So, if you take it from the lifestyle side, it's, it's hard to explain to someone who's not into it that, like, sex is part of life, therefore, a part of this is going to be sexual and Yeah, exactly. I mean, any fandom you look into will have some sort of sex. Oh, yeah. Like, when we went to Conduit and I was talking to my friend, I'm like, Come on, the turkeys have got to be getting it on Freaky in the Sick Bay. And, you know, like <laughs> the Harry Potter fans are sneaking oh, up yeah. to the tower. And, oh, yeah. Yeah, they do it. When, they just don't act all ashamed about it like we do. When Guardian Leviosa 
Stop it, Ron! Stop! <laughs> Stop! Let me Oh, Ron. Yeah, I think our big thing is our reaction to all of it. Is it's like, oh, we have to be squeaky clean and no one can know. And so that ends up just drawing more attention to it. Well, fair enough. So, do you have any... Well, we're also really extremely different from other fandoms. Other fandoms have something based... Um, behind it like for instance like you know what i'm saying is harry potter fans are part of you know it's a movie bronies it's a it's a tv show trekkies it's a tv show you know they have our hoovians tv show but furries oh, doctor who sex who luck furries are a little bit different we're not from something we're i mean we are from self created we're self-created, and so do you think that because I don't know where I'm going with this point, it has to do something with the being self-created, and so therefore do we have a greater obligation to present a squeaky clean because people don't get it? Maybe, maybe something like that. I don't think we do. I think ultimately trying to be squeaky clean is what's really hurting us. You know, everyone's always, we have to put our best foot forward, and you're like, okay, yeah, I can kind of see that. But at the same time, everybody knows, hey, these are people. They're adults. They're going to do adult things. If they're saying they're not doing adult things, there's something wrong with them. So we should Let's be European figure this it. out. So Let's European. look deeper. Because you know how in Europe, they're just like, yeah, sex is cool. Yeah, it's just like, eh, whatever. But, you know, we then go, oh, no, we're not having sex. There's nothing sexual about this at all. And so, hey... There's something here. We need to look deeper. And so everyone just focuses on it. We hurt ourselves by doing that. Like the whole Zootopia thing. And like, come on, furries. Don't ruin it for us. Don't, don't make porn. <laughs> I have bad news for you. There was porn of Zootopia a year ago. Yeah. When it was originally announced. It's all because of the stupid trailer that came out that everybody's all of a sudden like, oh my gosh, I'm going to lose my pants. I feel like Obi-Wan Kenobi when something comes out. I wish people, this is just a side rant for 20 seconds. Please evaluate things beyond just the capacity of the object to hold furry things. Look at it <laughs> as a whole thing. If it's artistically good in value, stuff like that. I mean, I don't know. I just feel like buying, basing all my purchasing decisions on how many foxes are in it or if there's a furry character is not going to get me the best bang for my buck. Apparently, Tugs, you're a bad furry because that's the furry thing to do. Well, I guess I am then. But I guess I'm a bad furry for that too. <laughs> so last question we have for you before we move on to the fun stuff. The last thought you want to give people about Mersuiters, you get, you get some time here. <laughs> What's the one thing you want people to really know? You know, Mersuiters are out there. If you've been to a con, you've probably hugged one. It's probably been cleaned. It's not something to freak out about like most people do. It's not a big deal. Accept it and deal with it. All right. Well, that's that then. Shall we move on? We should move on to the, the game. game. Yay. The torture. The torture. All right. Well, um, I'm going to play it just real quick again. This is the theme of today's game. So, what are we going to be talking about, Mr. Tugs? Well, normally we torture you with a game, but we know that, number one, you listen to the show, and you've come on multiple times and haven't stopped listening to the show. So we know that you're <laughs> expecting a game that's going to be mean to you. We're just not doing that. You know, I think Yuri is like the only person that's came on our show. 
that listen. <laughs> just yeah. Or so, just continue to listen. So, Tarks, we discussed this earlier. The game's going to be mean to Rue, right? It's going to be historical. Uh, today's game is called Celebrate. So, in honor of today's historic ruling, the game is not about you at all. It's about being gay and merry. Each question you answer correctly gets you one point, and each correct entry makes you a little more into the gender you're not into. <laughs> oh, oh boy! Oh, ouch! So, 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 so this is would, your Kinsey scale. So how would that work if I was right in the middle? Well, and you would be <laughs> bisexual. Bisexual. <laughs> I want to ride my but, bisexual. But then, if I got a question wrong, it couldn't do anything. That's I uh, don't know. We'll figure it out. Are you ready? <laughs> so, question number one. Alfred Kenzie created the Kenzie scale, which measures the level of one's sexual sexuality in relation to the genders in what year? <laughs> so, what year was the Kenzie scale created in? Hmm. I'd say somewhere around 1974. I'm sorry, sir. The correct answer is 1949. Well, it was not too far. About 30 years. In, in, uh, sorry, see, the U.S. federal government issued a report in 1950 called Employment of Homosexuals and Other Sex Perverts in Government. The report states, since homosexuality is a mental illness, homosexuals, quote, constitute security risks, close quote, to the nation because... Those who engage in overt acts of perversion lack the emotional stability of normal persons. The report came out during a period when how many men and women were discharged from the military for being gay? Well, that time frame... It's actually measuring since World War II to the release date. Well, yeah, still in that time frame, a lot of people weren't coming out because it was grounds for a beating at the time. So I'm going to say it's pretty low, but not zero. I'll say seven. That is incorrect. It is 4,380. That surprises me. I was kind of shocked too. All right. Question three. So in what year did the American um, Psychiatric Association classify homosexuality as a mental disorder? Well, we've already established that it was considered a mental disorder back in 1950. So it was probably before that. I'd say probably somewhere around 1923. Actually, 1952. You were really close. It was casually considered a mental disorder, but it was not put into the DSM. I see. So, speaking of um, the 1950s, in 1958, the Supreme Court issued a ruling concerning one magazine, which was the first magazine written for a gay audience. The FBI and Postal Services tried to do what? Well, the only thing I could think that would make sense is that they tried to get it banned. That's correct. They tried to censor it on the grounds that it was obscene, and the Supreme Court ruled that it was free speech. Hooray for the Supreme Court doing their jobs. Right. All right, so question five. What bar was rated in 1969 on the grounds that it was a gay bar? 
Uh, I believe that was the Stonewall. Ooh, that is correct. I actually just recently read an article about it, and it was a horrible thing. It really was. Yeah. So, question six. What year did Harvey Milk pass the first law protecting homosexuals in San Francisco? Well, San Francisco, and you know, it's the kind of law where you'd expect it to be more recent, but is probably fairly early being San Francisco. However, you know, with the whole DSM insane thing in 1952, it's probably a little bit after that. So I'd say about 1961. 1977. 16 years. Actually, that whole... um, Well, this is related to question seven, so I'll ask you that and I'll get to the anecdote. Question seven is, what major event in the world of healthcare occurred in 1973 and was directly related to homosexuality? Well, gee, there was the big, you know, health issue that was related to homosexuality known as AIDS. That was the 80s. So the APA removed homosexuality from the list of psychiatric disorder. It wasn't on there for very long. I thought it was on there longer. it wasn't. There's actually, I was going to say... Um, this American Life, which we occasionally borrow style from, did a whole episode just on the inclusion and exclusion, and it's really interesting to listen to because all the key players, except for obviously people like Harvey Milk, uh, speak, and it was really good. So if you're yeah. if you're interested, you should check. That's it out. actually surprising that it wasn't in there for very long. So question eight: In what year did one of the major political parties officially adopt? A non-discrimination policy against homosexuality. Hom- homosexuals. <laughs> Gee, knowing what I know of the parties, it would have been... Ob- it obviously wouldn't have been the Republicans, because, you know, they're all ultra-conservatives. And saying, no, homosexuality is evil. So it would have been the Democrats. But what year? That's the question. I'm terrible with years. <laughs> as, you, as you've probably noticed. Uh, I'd say that was probably be actually a more recent thing even still i'm going to say it was would have been in the 90s somewhere i'll say 1994 1980 14 years again all right question nine which state outlawed discrimination against homosexuals in 1982 Uh, what was the first state um I actually saw a little. I saw a graphic about this online with all the celebration. Well, no, that was marriage. Uh, I'm not sure about discrimination, but it was probably the same state because you know, person who's ahead first will probably stay ahead. It was on the East Coast. I believe it was Maryland. That's incorrect. It was Wisconsin. All right. Question ten, Rue. In. 1996 saw passage of the specific law concerning marriage and homosexuality. What law was this? Oh, let's see. Now, was it a federal or a state law? Probably a federal based on the question. Right. And the big one that was a federal law that was for gay marriage was the Defense of Marriage Act. And I think that was in the time frame of those years as well, based on the presidency. Is that your answer? Yes. That's correct. Good job! That was the easy one. 
Um, I thought it was just interesting to look back at the history of, uh, of gay rights and stuff since today is a historic type day. Um, I, it's, it's interesting that even though they took it out of being a disorder in 1973, we're getting on to almost 50 years later and still fighting about this. Yeah. It's people still, it's still a disorder. No, it's not. Deal it with it. Uh, the sad part is there was electroshock therapy and stuff being practiced oh, yeah. clear up through the late 90s. Oh, I'm sure there's still, you still find places that are doing it now. The few places that have been discovered were shut down pretty fast. Oh yeah, they, they get shut down pretty fast. But these are the kinds of places that they might get shut down and they'll then reopen because some people actually think it's good and are, is needed. So they just reopen up later. Yeah, well I think you got like what, four or five? Sound about right? Mm-hmm. Corey is currently uh, away from the soundboard, so we don't know the score. Yeah, we'll, it was it we'll was pretty five. low. We'll call it five. Yeah, it was it was low, but you know, a lot of years. And like I said, I'm terrible with years. Anyway, <laughs> all right. Well, let's move right on to this. All right, we've pulled the zipper down. It's time for the mailbag. Yay, the mail bag! The mail, the mail, the mail. We have... <laughs> you see about mail all day. Ah. Uh, we have two mails in the mail bag, and I have the first one. It's from Ren. He says, Hey guys, I'm Ren the Snow Leopard, or as I'm known online now, Ruin Mew. I recently started listening to your podcast and I quickly got addicted. Your podcast makes me feel like I'm hanging out with a bunch of friends, which is good because I don't have any friends. No, that really what he said is, which is good because I don't get to hang out with my fellow furs that You're often. You're horrible. <laughs> I love you, Red. Uh, I have been in the fandom for 10 years, but I never participated, which means I didn't talk to other people. I didn't make art or writing submissions. I didn't go to cons, nothing. The only thing I get, did do was like and favorite other people's work. It was only being a furry by myself, and it wasn't until last year that I finally got my paw in the door of the fandom and then it slammed on it by going to my first con. After I felt like my furry side was activated full force, and since then I've been attempting to consume all things furry, which is how I found your podcast. Once I started listening, that was it. I couldn't hold back my furry side anymore. Each day I listen to multiple episodes and become more and more excited about being furry. I've gotten so excited that you've inspired me to attempt to start talking to other furries online so I don't have to feel isolated anymore. I just want to thank you for doing your show because it's become a staple of my daily life and it's brought me a lot of joy. By the way, the con that I went to was Furry Migration, and it was that con's first year. We had 600 people, which I think is an exceptional amount for a brand new con. This year we are in Minneapolis, Minnesota on August 20th through 30th, and I know it's far away from you guys and coming up quick, but I'd still like to invite you anyway. P.S. Or, sorry, thanks for everything, Bren. P.S. I desperately need to tell you that you will not be disappointed by Inside Out. Watching While watching these emotions, you will experience all of them. I love this movie so much that I'm frustrated I don't have enough outlets to proclaim my devotion to it. Well, Ren, we are very happy that you are out there doing your thing. Because you should have been where's all the time. Button? Where's the button? <laughs> the button? The button. We have the button for this. I never attached it. What? I will get it. I'll get it. Ah. I don't. I, you know what? I run out of buttons. Well, while he's finding that button, I just wanted to say, you know, congratulations. I'm glad that the podcast helped you. And that's we do this show for people like you. So thank you so much for writing in. It means a lot. With how much he's been listening. With how much he's been listening, I'm sure he's heard me quite a bit. But you know, with the whole uh, meeting people in the fandom thing, I was terrible at it to begin with. I honestly would not be active in the fandom if I literally had not been dragged to my first meet. I did not choose to go. I was 
I'm, I'm being totally serious when I said someone dragged me. They had to pull me out of the house and put me in their car and drive. And then one day you met me. I attached it. All the, just kidding. <laughs> it you is now permanently it. on the board. Good. Good, good, good. So, man, we're going to have so many toasters one day. Also, what? I, well, yeah, you get, a, you get a toaster for every few signups, right? Yeah, uh, no. What? Stop playing with that. Sorry. So, uh, as far as Inside Out, I'm glad you like it. That's a lame answer. I still have no interest in seeing it. I, I'm going to go see it eventually. Good for but you. Um, one thing about coming out to a convention on the East Coast... That's not the East Coast. Minnesota is not the East Coast. Oh. That's it's, the Midwest. It's Midwest. But it's still expensive. Okay, Midwest. Um, well, it's expensive. Ruse Geography, the coast of Minnesota. Take your family for a nice scenic <laughs> drive <laughs> and relax coast. with brats on the beach on the East Coast of Minnesota. Thanks, 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 thanks. Well, you know, maybe we'll make it out there sometime. Maybe somebody will just have to fund us to come out there. <laughs> it will be anyone's guest of honor, provided we don't have to do anything sultry. Yeah, I'm headed to MFF later this year. Mm. Not quite the furthest east I've got for a con, but... I used to go to AC. I really have no interest in AC. I don't. Uh, I'm sure it's uh, a thing people like. Don't you want to go at really least once? I used to, but... It's, it's a trade biggest show. biggest convention. It's a trade show. Yeah, basically. The yeah. First. Even, even board members have described it as trade show to me. Like, even FC is getting too big for me. Yeah. Like, I went this past year and it's like, I can't get to know anyone because I, I see them once and then I never see them again. I think for me, BLFC is my, my con, my staple con. I think they have a good way of managing their size. Even though they're, they're getting huge, they have a good way of keeping everyone together and keeping everyone close. Oh, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I meant, I meant Furry Unlocked is my staple con. So, yeah. do you have the next email, or would you like me to read it? I can read that for you. So, this is from Billy. So, Billy wanted to apologize and say, I'm sorry that I missed the cutoff deadline for the puppetry-themed um, broadcast. I didn't finish the message last night, and I would rather jog naked through a neighborhood grocery store than spend ill-prepared correspondence. Um, then send ill-prepared correspondence. Um, besides, you have been—you've um, already been gracious enough to respond to an email from me on the previous episode. That's what we do, bitch. <laughs> Don't call our people bitches. That's not a nice word. It, you're right. You're that right. B word is like you are the most offensive word to me for some reason. I think it's even worse than the c word. <laughs> First of all, you should never use that word, but if you're going to do that, at least say the C word. A C word, whatever. If you're ever going to do the the blank word, you don't say the word in the middle because it just doesn't work because it's no longer the blank word, it's just the word. You've also managed to trip the sensor meter. It's only one of the three words it grabs. Good for you. Anyway, you're not really a bitch, but that what, we, what we do is we do respond. That's what we do. We love getting your email, so continue. Before I get to the main topic, I wanted to tell you both how grateful I am for your show. Aw, thank you. Um, I've been facing with some daunting challenges recently, which led, uh, um, led to periodically questioning my existence. But I treasure the things that bring me happiness. 
One of those things is for what it's worth. Even if the topic isn't relevant to me, girls are yucky. (laughs) I appreciate the time and effort that you invest in entertaining and enlightening enlightening your fur fans. Thank you. So this was his email that he wanted to send in um, during the puppet episode, I believe. Dear Ruin Tugs, when I noticed that your next topic would be puppeteering, I felt compelled to write. I'm of the generation of children that sat in front of a black and white television screen watching Mr. Moose and Bunny Rabbit pull pranks on Captain Kangaroo. Oh man, Captain Kangaroo was awesome. Um, A few years later, I was a preteen and hypnotically fixated on anything that sprang from Sid and Mary um, Crofts, is that how you say that? Limited Imagination and Aaron Puffin stuff. The Bugaloos. The Bugaloos and Ludesville. Lidsville. 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 Wow. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't make the connection before today, but the costumes that they designed for the banana splits were fursuits before fursuits were a thing. My interest in the art um, art form waited considerably um, for the next three de- decades. But now, 40 years later, I regularly devote four hours of my precious Sunday evening glued to my monitor watching the Fun Day Pop Hat Show. How convenient. Each episode allows me to um, vicariously enjoy the living um, conversations among close friends. I'm particularly fond of Mutt, the sheepdog, his goofy laugh, endearing um, obliviousness, and spontaneous bursts of enthusiasm melt my heart. On rare occasions, when he sasses one of his friends, he speaks like, let's see, Heron, Harrietta, Henrietta. Pussy, Henrietta Pussycat from Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Aw, and Meow Meow. I don't, let's see, I do not Meow Meow. For I am 35 years old, porcupine, and I'm in love with a sheepdog hand puppet. Totally twisted. Respectfully yours, Torpor. I think that's how you say it, right? Yeah, Torpor's written us before. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for writing in to us. That I love the Fun Day Pophead show. They do an amazing job, and I think that it's... I think that you had an opportunity to listen to our last episode where we got to interview one of the um, one of the creators of the Pophead show. One of the hosts. He didn't well, create. Hosts, but... Played Ezra. Although, if, if you... If, uh... I occasionally get to play Santa, and I just did. Uh, Torpor, while well, Rue was reading that email, I texted what you said word for word to Mutt. So now he knows that you enjoy <laughs> his creative work. Aw, thanks, Tugs. Mm-hmm. Tugs I've has got Mutt's phone number. I know the guy. Now everybody's going to be hitting us up for that number. <laughs> Not giving it out, but <laughs> I, did, I did send your comments to him. He always likes hearing those things because he gets a little shy about it. So, 
Uh, yeah. Yeah, I got to see FPS live at Megaplex last year. You should be on FPS. It's pretty intense. I'd like to someday as a subservient. That'd be fun. Yeah. It's fun. It's uh, it's actually kind of cool when you go because you see the set, but the cameras are up high too. And so really the set starts about 50% up of the room's height and goes all the way to the top. It's not a low set. Mm-hmm. It's because yeah. you're standing behind it, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but it's cool. You know what's horrible mm. is out of that trip, that was probably my most favorite experience in that whole trip. Not even meeting Stitch? Okay, that beat it. <laughs> 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 that was pretty awesome, meeting Stitch, yeah, seeing the, him. The problem with you know being a subservient on the Fun Day Popette show is I'd have to be in Florida for something other than a con with a fursuit, which really is not that likely for me. Well, whenever you go to Disney World, there you go. Just randomly take a fursuit. Yeah, take a fursuit. Don't wear it in the park. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been a great mailbag, but I think I'm going to push a button after I thank Torpor for the email. So thank you. I like that name, Torpor. I just mentioned one Pokemon. <laughs> Torpor the Pokepine. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Housekeeping. No. Housekeeping. It's time for housekeeping. Yay! Where we say random stuff that you probably don't listen to, but we're going <laughs> to say it anyway. So comment on our website. Why? Why? Because we want you to. That's not a good answer. <laughs> Why? Because it it gives us feedback on our shows. Oh. No. It's because it makes it look like people go to our site. Well, people do go to our site. But then it looks like people go to our site. <laughs> I know when I go to a site and it says zero comments that I notice the zero. Yeah, yeah. I, it gives me a little sad, actually, when I look at them and I'm like... Right? So, you know, for for me or, or for Tugs or, or, you know what, for Yuryu or <laughs> even Koru over here, you know, write a comment. Just say, we I love, love you. you. you know i do occasionally go back to the pages for the episodes i've been on and see if there are any comments have there been i have not seen any well Well, i haven't looked fairly recently so let me go put a comment also please make sure that you comment on itunes and also rate us because whenever um if somebody is trying to find a little bit more about the furry fandom and they type in furries we want to make sure that we become you know the number one podcast that's on there i thought we were um are we not well when you type in furries well as a, we used to be but we we dropped down a little bit oh what, what? Happened. we need our mayorship back let's do this i know so what we need well, actually is, what it is, is people just don't use itunes we need people to get on itunes and write a review so so there cool you go. help us out write a review take five minutes you'll help out the fandom and, and you'll show. help out our show um also comment on facebook and also you can always message us on Twitter, and Tugs will more than likely respond. I got a message for you from Twitter, and I don't know if you saw it, about Tim Tams. Oh my gosh. I already said that on the last episode. No, they're at Target again. I know. I said that on the last I episode. I don't remember. It was like a week ago. Mm, Target. Oh, uh, Target. All right, speaking of Target and dinner, uh, the end of the season is coming. As Fire Breath has told you at some point in this episode... We want to know what your favorite things were. Now, this episode established several new important facts, and for what it's worth, Parthion, Parthion? Of, of knowledge, such as Parthenon. I don't know what the word is. 
um, such as Minnesota is on the East Coast. <laughs> what was he did two things? What was the other one? That Rue is innocent. No. Yes. <laughs> no. You made up another location. Uh, Colorado. <laughs> I don't know. Anyhow, anyhow, Minnesota, Minnesota is on the Minnesota, East Coast. Seriously? No, I missed that? <laughs> yes. Minnesota's on the East Coast? I yeah, didn't... he said it was. So. Yeah. so there's one more thing. I've got, I'm have got. i starting to put my list together of favorite moments, but we want your favorite moments. So what exactly favorite moments? Like Anything. Anything that made you laugh, cry, have a tear. About the show, right? Anything we did this season okay. that affected you either silly or serious. So we're going to do a review of the season. So please send us... What you liked about this season? What was your favorite moments? Yep. And send it to cast at forwhatitsworth.com. July 31 is the deadline. And we send, need them by then. And send love mail to tugs at forwhatitsworth.com. Now, by love mail, do you mean I get photos? Ooh. Please don't just send penis photos. Oh, to that my would email. be kind of creepy. I, I'm a random listener here. No, please dick. do. He really does like that. <laughs> no, Koru does. So send it to Koru at forwhatitsworth.com. Hell yeah. Send, send all the penises. And send me all your super innocent photos to Rue at forwhatitsworth.com. I don't know. Because I'm, I'm innocent. <laughs> We're just wasting time. All right, so yeah. let's let's share the next episode, Rue. So we are going to be talking about the good old days, the old people, the merce. <laughs> what? What is it? Gray furs. Gray muzzles. Gray muzzles. <laughs> Gray furs. Uh, wow. <laughs> oh man. I failed. You're just a complete failure this episode. So we're going to have a guest that is a gray muzzle that's going to be on our show. So what do we want to hear from our audience? Ask, yeah, anything. Like, do you feel like you're a gray muzzle? Do you feel like you know a lot of gray muzzles? Are you an old soul? Have you come to terms with your own mortality? Do you feel like you're going to live forever? (laughs) These are Um, all the questions. Any questions that you want to ask a gray muzzle, please feel free to send in. Once again, you want to send that to cast it for what it's worth.com. And the deadline for that, Tugs, is... It is the week after we blow up America. So go ahead and send those things in by the 16th. Awesome. Wait, I'm a liar, not the 16th. The 9th. The 9th. <laughs> One week earlier, the 9th. The 16th. Okay. Are you sure it's not two weeks after we blow up America? It's two weeks. Yeah, <laughs> it's a week. Sorry, I had to scroll my calendar. Well, once again, thank you for listening to For What It's Worth. This has been Rue. For What It's Worth is the number three podcast on iTunes when it used to be number one. Send your reviews now. Thank you. Subscribe now. <laughs> this is Tugs. And Karu. This is Yuryu. I can't get you on this. This is so much less fun for me. And this has been... For what, what it's worth. worth. Four tugs. What? I I that I didn't hear you. I did. You That's kind because of. Because I mumbled. You mumbled it for what it's worth. No. no.